Welcome to the Way Student Ministries podcast. I, Katie, will be your host, and we're going to be taking the youth group lesson every week, bringing it to you in this recorded version. Wherever this lesson finds you, I pray that it would be an encouragement to you as you continue to grow in your faith, learn what it means to follow Jesus. Let's get started. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the Way podcast. This is episode two. This episode is going to be part one of a two-part lesson. Last week, we started a series, How to Be a Quitter. We are talking about things to quit that keep us from God. Last week, we focused on excuses. So, did anyone catch themselves making excuses in their faith throughout this past week? Well, I challenge you keeping attentive to those excuses, those moments where you try to avoid what God might be telling you or trying to show you. So to get us started today, as we focus in on our part one of this next lesson, uh, let's say that you and I are out to lunch, okay? How fun. We're out to lunch, whatever. And you ask me to pour you a glass of water. Being the great servant that I am, I start pouring, but I stop halfway. Now, this is the most important question of the whole thing. Would you then say that that glass is, you guessed it, half full or half empty? I tend to be a half full person, but maybe would you be annoyed that I stopped halfway? Would you ask me about it? Or would you be satisfied with what you've got? This week, that thing that we need to quit that keeps us from God is complaining. Complaining is one of those things that keeps us from God. Would you say that you are someone who is a complainer? Has anyone ever told you, oh, just quit complaining? I think complaining is something that we all fall into at different times in our lives. For example, I think back to this past year, and when anyone talks about 2020, they feel a lot of need to complain, right? Maybe you've caught yourself too. And some of complaining has to do with coping with what's going around us. But complaining is also one of those things that gets easier the more you do it. The more you complain, the more you catch yourself complaining. Because at its core, complaining comes out of something in our hearts being out of balance. So the Bible has some very clear moments of complaining. Some feel more justified than others, like we get to say if they're justified or not. And we're going to dive into those texts deeper next week in our part two. But a few to get us started today in the story of Job. Job is a man in the Old Testament, and in a very short span of time, Job loses his family, his livelihood, his health, and then his friends try to be supportive, but they actually make matters a lot worse. So Job, so Job, sorry about that. Job finds himself complaining. I know that if I was Job and I just lost all of those things, my livelihood, my family, my health, I don't know. I think I would find myself complaining also. But more on Job next week. And then there's another story that seems like the complaining is, well, I don't know, a little foolish. This is in the book of Exodus, and the Israelites, finally free from slavery, uh, thanks to the work that God has done through Moses. And if you don't know that story, just go ahead and Google it or search it on YouTube. You'll catch up real fast. But Moses and the Israelites find themselves freed from slavery And very soon after receiving this freedom in really the craziest way in some of the craziest Bible stories, 
the Israelites find themselves in a place of, you guessed it, complaining. Even saying at one point, we were better off as slaves in Egypt. Right? Like, oh, that's deep. That's some that's some dark stuff you're saying there, Israel. And again, we'll dive more into these stories next week. But where I want to focus today is that complaining is something that comes from within our hearts. So, have you ever been talking to a friend and maybe you're complaining about something that's bothering you, something that's going on, and then all of a sudden they start talking about a whole different situation that they are in, almost like it's now their turn to complain, they didn't even acknowledge what you said, then you find yourself in this one-up battle trying to bring the focus back to you. Like, okay, well, I hear that that's going on with you, but but my thing is really tough too. Ugh, it's just not fun, right? We just get in this little cycle. And just you just wanted to vent, and now you need to complain about this friend who just stole your attention, right? But let's examine that for a minute. What is the purpose of complaining? Does complaining actually solve a problem? Does it make you feel better? Maybe, but usually not long-term. It doesn't actually help the situation. Complaining is something that comes from a heart issue because at its root, we're taking the focus off where it should be. When we complain, it's all about me, 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 and our lives are supposed to be about God, right? Now, there's a side climb, a side, okay, words. There's a side comment, a disclaimer I want to make here. I am someone who's found myself in a complaining seat, but I've also found myself at the right places to process my problems and dialogue through my struggles so that I can grow. So if you find yourself in the midst of some traumatic experiences or needing to process them, I implore you to seek out professional counseling. Counselors are trained to help us process these things in a way that is productive and healthy, and it's a great way to get things off our chest, but also to learn and grow and make ourselves better. So we're not talking about those types of things. When you go to a counselor, I would not categorize that as complaining. What we're talking about here is let's say it's raining outside and you can only see that you don't get to be outside or you're missing out on this thing and you're not focusing on what rain actually gives us. It gives us a day inside. The earth gets water and grows, right? There are great things that happen when it rains. What we're dealing with here is something that shows evidence on the outside, the external, but it is really a heart issue. Complaining is really a heart internal problem. So I'm going to read to you from Luke chapter 6, verses 43 through 45. And this is what it says here. For no good tree bears bad fruit, nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit. For each tree is known by its own fruit. For figs are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor are grapes picked from a bramble bush. The good person out of the good treasure of their heart produces good. The evil person out of the evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what comes out of our mouth, what words we say, whatever we bear comes from within, from our heart. So, are you producing good fruit or bad fruit? Is the cup half full 
or is the cup half empty? Are you only seeing the trouble of 2020 or are you able to focus on the good things that came out of 2020? You may have to look, but I promise God was working last year too. It starts with a perspective, a heart shift. Quitting complaining starts internally in your heart, your mind, and your spirit. So how do we do that? Well, I don't have like a three-step answer, but we begin to change our hearts when we choose joy, when we choose gratitude, when we choose to put God's plan above our own, when things don't go our way. So there's one character in the New Testament I want to focus on for the remainder of this message, and this is one of my favorite characters, so I tend to come back to his story again and again and again, but this is somebody who I recognize was able to make this internal shift and focus on what God had in store for him. This person is Paul. So if we think back to the story of Paul, we first meet him as this guy, Saul, and The show, The Bible AD, if you've ever seen it, really just gave me this firm image of how I see Paul and like his character and who he is in scripture. So if you haven't watched Bible AD, find it wherever you find it on streaming services and watch it. But I can picture him when we first meet him as Saul being a huge complainer. Paul hates Saul. Paul, Saul, Paul, same person. Saul hated Christ followers, hated them so much that he was willing and ready to arrest them, kill them, whatever is needed. Someone who's willing to do those things, I would imagine, complained about them. Like, oh, those Christ followers, this is why they're the worst, right? You can almost hear him saying that. Then Paul meets Jesus on the road to Damascus and everything changes. Great story there. But now, Paul, in his new life, new life following Jesus, he's starting churches, changing the world, and we flash forward to this moment where Paul is writing the book of Philippians. Paul was writing this book from prison, and in prison, Paul probably thought that the end of his life was near. But he writes this in Philippians where to go? Philippians 2 verses 13 through 18. And this is what Paul writes. And again, he's in prison when he writes this, thinking he's going to die soon. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent children of God, without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights of the world, holding fast to the word of life so that in the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. Even if I am, a, am, ugh, even if I am to be poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrificial offering of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. Likewise, you should also be glad and rejoice with me. So what Paul says here is that even if he dies, he is glad and he rejoices. And then Paul also writes here in the church to Philippi to be glad and rejoice with him and to hold tight to their calling, which is to be lights of the world in the midst of a dark, dark generation. Even in the midst of struggle, Paul was able to align his heart with the heart of Christ. 
And if we can do that, if we can align our hearts to the heart of God, then we can begin to see things with joy and gratitude. So next week, we're going to talk more specifically about what complaining does to your relationship with God and your relationships with others. But for now, how will you choose to see life? Glass half full or glass half empty? So in closing today, I want to read to you from 1 Thessalonians 5. This is verses 16 through 18. And again, this is Paul writing to the church in Thessalonica. So this is 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. That is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you, that you would rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances. Friends, fill your hearts with hearts of joy and gratitude. And as we do this, as we lean in, we will rid ourselves of complaining and change our own hearts and minds to continue to be more like Jesus. So until we see you next week, try to pay attention this week. Are you someone that is complaining about everything or are you able to find the good side of all the things you go through and glorify God in the midst of all things? That is my challenge to you. Pay attention to your complaining and when you do, try to switch your mind to what is God doing in the midst of this situation? What is God trying to show me? Let's pray. God, you have opened our eyes today to that part of ourself that just wants to complain. Lord, and that part is not productive and is not a heart that is focused on you. So God, as we try to quit complaining right now and the thing as a thing that keeps us from you, change our hearts from the inside out. Help us to be bearers of good fruit. And Lord, thank you for the inspiration of Paul in his message in the way that you were able to transform his life in such a huge way, transform our lives in the same way, God, that we may be a church and a people that is focused on the good that you do in our lives every day. We thank you, God, for loving us. Help us to be more like you. Amen. This podcast was a recording from The Way Student Ministries, the youth ministries of the Stewartville United Methodist Church in Stewartville, Minnesota. This series is based off of a to us from Ministry to Youth. Writer is Kindle Crummy, Project Supervisor Nick Deliberato, Becky Forkel, and the editor is Gabriella Lewis.